Hey everyone, it is episode two of Griff's Brain Dump. Have a name for the podcast now, which is awesome, eh? That's good, Griff's Brain Dump. Uh, episode two, there won't be any Spurs going on in the background. I'm recording this before the Spurs game. So it's Sunday morning, Spurs playing later on. Um, that's not to say that will never happen again. Um, I'm just I'm just awake. I'm just awake to record the podcast. I know what I'm going to be talking about. I just want to get it out of my head straight away. And, um, you know, is there actually anything more gay than supporting a sports team? Like, uh, that's not homophobia for anyone complaints. Or I don't know who you'd complain to. Um, but, yeah, that's like saying something's racist because you said the word black. No. It is gay supporting a football team. To have, especially to get really emotionally involved as well, you know, to have your whole day messed up because of the actions and behaviour of 11 men who give zero fucks about you. <laughs> I, I, it's one of those things that I just noticed. I, I, I get emotional throughout the game, but then once the game's stopped, it's done. You know, you, you ever turn into office and people's like, how's your weekend? Oh, shit. Why? It's like, oh, United lost. Liverpool. It's like, that's that's actually messed up your whole weekend. They lost at lunchtime on Saturday and now you're upset and bitched about it on Tuesday. It's amazing when people go like, we. Like, I say we about Spurs. I'm not a hip- I am a hypocrite. So what? I'm comfortable being a hypocrite. I say we about Spurs, but I, I didn't do anything. I wasn't playing. So when Spurs win, I shouldn't even be that happy. But like, ah, yeah, that's the team I follow. But, you know, it's weird. It's weird how emotionally connected people get to certain things. It's like, um, yeah, no, fuck, I'm going for it. Like religion. Um, you know, people say I was born this. I was born a Christian. You know, I was born a Muslim. You weren't. You weren't. You Your parents picked for you before you had any choice. And then some people were willing to die for that. Or even get into a scrap with someone, you know, get really upset, cut people off because they have a different view, you know, because their parents picked a different religion to theirs. They were born in a different part of the world where a different religion is dominant. Like, if we actually had free choice to pick religions, like, the, at, say, six years old, you presented all the major religions as a kid. Everyone knows Hindu is winning hands down. Hands down, Hindu is winning. Oh, their gods and goddesses just, uh, they, they kick the arse of any other god's god. I'm talking about the images, like, I'm ignorant of what these gods actually do. I know there's, like, one main god, like, Brahman, and everything else is, like, a representation of Brahman. And I know the names, like, Brahma and Vishnu and Shiva and Lakshmi and Ganesh. See, I know the names. I know what some of them look like. We've got one with like an elephant head, one with like eight arms. Hey, present that to a kid and white guy with a beard. Hey, <laughs> he doesn't stand a chance. Doesn't stand a chance. And then you don't have images of Muhammad. Like you can't even compare what these gods look like. Although Muhammad's prophet, not actually a god. Hey, see, I'm not ignorant, not fully ignorant. I'm just saying, Hindu be winning hands down. It just would. Just would just uh, images. I'd be winning hands down. But, although I'm not talking about, I'm not football in the background, I'm going to talk about boxing. Hey, David, hey, Bellew, last night, I didn't watch it, I was out, but I watched the highlights. Um, 
I think he had Lithuanian commentary on. Uh, not too sure. My Lithuanian isn't that good. But um, I watched the highlights. And uh, yeah, I'm happy I didn't pay to, to see that. Um, boxing always tends to be an anti-climax. And I, I'm an idiot. I always get suckered into the hype. Always, always, always get suckered in to the hype. Oh, he's really got under his skin. He's really emotional about this. Oh, he's going to knock him out. He's going to put him in hospital. And then after the fight, they have the arms around each other. And he's a terrific fighter. I respect him so much. I'm like, every time, every time I fall for it, the show, the pantomime, people throwing tables and chairs at each other. I think because I grew up in the era of wrestling, like the Attitude Era, the Raw versus SmackDown. You know, people just throwing chairs and putting people through chairs and people getting run over. Stone Cold drove a truck into the rig, like through the through the screen. What do you call it? The, the Titan Tron. <laughs> and then sprayed beer everywhere. Like that's the crap I used to grow up watching. So I get sucked into any kind of any kind of show before a fight. I think that's that's what it is. That's how my brain's wired. I remember one of the story arcs in WWE, not WWF. Not the pandas, WWE. And um, I think Stone Cold was in hospital after, I don't know why, why he was in hospital, but the Undertaker, Paul Bearer, turned up and abducted him. And they were going to embalm him alive. <laughs> oh, wrestling. Oh, they had the rock and sock. I wasn't even going to talk about wrestling. I, I really wasn't. But now I've just gone off on a tangent. I remember, oh, and Mark Henry was in a relationship with like Mae Young. Mae Young was this gross, gross eight-year-old woman who got pregnant. And then she gave birth to a hand. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Oh, dear. This, this, is why, this is why the world's fucked up. We, uh... That, that was the entertainment I grew up with. Flipping 80 year old ladies giving birth to hads. Oh, it's just, just weird. That was weird. But the Hey Belly fight, um, if you haven't watched it, um, spoiler alert, Hey lost 11th round technical knockout. Uh, he's t- corner through in the towel. And he seems to have, um, it was, uh, the report saying he's got an Achilles injury. Injured himself in the sixth, fifth or sixth round. Um, now, I'm no boxing expert, but I'm pretty sure you need your ankles in to win a fight. Like, you need your foot attached to your leg. That gives you a significant advantage in a fight where both your feet are attached to your legs. Um, that's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. But I just like, I just like to be fast in a fight. Yes, I would like that. I'd like my feet attached to my legs and then I could throw stronger punches. Probably could throw a few stronger punches. Um, but yeah, after the fight, like I said, they I've got sucked into the whole thing about them hating each other. Then after the fight, they respect each other. It makes sense. It makes sense. These guys are putting their lives on the line. The guy in front of you is doing the exact same thing. I see respect, but it's, what it makes me laugh is the comments on YouTube. I don't know why I put myself through it. I always read comments. Any kind of article, especially if it's an article I disagree with, I always read all the comments just to go, oh, they're a dick. Oh, that's, they're a dick. 
I don't ever comment myself, but I realise that makes me sadder. I'm sadder than the people actually commenting. I I sit there and just read their comments. But um, one YouTube, kind of default YouTube this goes like, it goes like this. So something happens in the video. Someone comments and they don't agree. So someone went, oh, yeah, hey's a pussy. And someone, and then someone always goes, shut the fuck up, you 12-year-old. It's like, <laughs> like being 12 is just the age where it, that's it. That's you're, you're, it does, you're not valid. Your opinion's not valid. Shut the fuck up, you 12-year-old. And, and that came up about four or five times in the comments where someone said something. Oh, yeah, barely use a pussy. No, shut the fuck up, you 12-year-old. That's it. That's That's the... That's the biggest diss you can receive on YouTube is being called a 12-year-old. And um, it's, just, it's just brilliant just how biased people are. It's like, oh, hey, like, hey, was losing that fight anyway, so fuck his ankle. It's like, <laughs> it's like, like, like his ankle wasn't a factor. The guy's foot is technically detached from his leg. <laughs> he can't put any weight on it. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Like, that made no difference. Like, I, I, I think it did. I, I think that makes a significant difference. And then, um, what, <laughs> what else happened in fight? Was, um, that made me laugh in the comments. Um, that's it. After the fight, Ed, is it Eddie Hearn or David Hearn? One of them. The promoter for Bellew. When Bellew wins, he comes jumping into the ring. And, like, Bellew thinking, he, he hugs his train. His trainer jumps on Bellew. Train, Bellew's like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. He, like, keeps it calm. And Hearn wraps his arms around Bellew's shoulders. And Bellew's just like, get the fuck off me. He's like, it's his own, it's his own promoter. And he's just like, get off me. It's like, just stop, stop touching me. And you just see... Her just move away like <laughs> like a rejected like a rejected girlfriend like it <laughs> like gives Bellew like this side eye as he walks off like wait until we get home wait until we get home you've embarrassed me <laughs> oh god he's this is a sex he just looks like such a bitch he looks like <laughs> he just gets pushed away he gets pushed away. Oh man! But more boxing. Sorry, this this last bit of boxing. Uh, on Friday, I went to watch white collar boxing. Um, I went to watch a guy who um, Travis J, very funny guy, um, very funny comedian. Uh, he he was doing he's doing his white collar boxing. He's been promoting it for a while. Um, um, I met up with him a few weeks ago to collect the tickets, and I was making a joke, going, "Hey, dude, like." you know you've promoted this quite a bit. So a lot of comedians will know if you lose. <laughs> and he, he was just like, I know, I know. And he's like, I've invited a lot of family and friends. And he did. He had great support there. Um, He was fighting. He's, he's, his opponent got changed the, the morning of the fight. This guy came out and he's a short guy. He said, he's via, he goes, via the Philippines. So I immediately thought of Manny Pacquiao. And when the fight started, the speed, this guy was punching Travis. <laughs> I was filming it and I thought, oh shit, I might have to stop filming. 
um, because I, I don't I don't want to embarrass him. I think he might get beat the fuck up. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, no, this can't happen. And in the first round, Travis went down, but he didn't get hit. He's just he just slipped, and he got put. He slipped and he got pushed by the box, and he fell through the ropes. He got caught in the ropes. So every crowd's going, whoa, everyone's going nuts. So it looks like he got knocked down. And I was stood next to this guy from New Zealand, a guy called Hayden, who I made friends with uh, throughout the night. And he, he, you know when, you know when someone, so he, obviously it's my friend in the ring, so he's my new friend. So he's looking at me as if to say, ah, you're, you, 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 you guys not doing too well. Uh, and I was like, no, no, he, he's not. <laughs> he's not. That first round was a struggle. But here's the thing with white collar boxing is a lot of people go out nuts in the first round. And if you can just survive the first round, if you let the other guy punch themselves out, this is what happens. So the second round now comes and well, it's maybe like a minute into the second round. And Travis is now on the front for the guy's knackered and he just punches him square in the face. Knockout. Boom. Knocks him out. Crowd goes wild. Travis runs to the corner like the rock. And he's just there in the corner. It's just like... Yeah. It's, oh, it's great stuff. Great stuff. It made my night much more easier. Because um, then I could talk to him. I don't, I don't feel slightly ashamed of his performance <laughs> but no but the rest of the night was brilliant i'd suggest it to anyone it raised money for charity i think it's a children's charity raised money for um there's about 13 fights um different different varying qualities but some of the fights were just absolute carnage it was absolute nuts um it reminded me the first round of if you ever watch white collar boxing the first round will remind you of being on a night out and being outside a kebab shop at 2.30, where one guy has chatted up another guy's bird. That's what, that is what the quality of the fight is like. He's just swinging. People swing. just like, no, I ain't trying to block being punched in the face. I'm just going to punch you in the face. That's it. But, um, well, no, it's good. And then, um, but no, it's been, it's been a good week, though. It's been a good week. Um, one thing I did discover, though, is humans are flipping weird humans are funny uh, we was in the office and we had a motivational breakfast right so what happened is the reception the reception manager put on this brilliant breakfast spread there's pastries there's bacon sandwiches and sausage sandwiches and it's all good it's all free it's all paid for and only thing is, there's a TED Talk running in the background. There's a TED Talk running in the background. And people didn't turn up to it. Now, you got to understand, people moan at work all the time. They moan all the time, all the time. And then as soon as I step out of this motivational breakfast, the first person I speak to goes, do you feel motivated? It's like, oh, Jesus. It's like, <laughs> it's just like you... People moan about being at work all the time. And then work does something nice for you. And then you refuse to go. So you can stay moaning about shit. It's like, if you make me happy, what am I going to moan about? I can't moan about anything. So, nah, fuck it. Fuck your offer of happiness. I don't want it. I don't want it. No, 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 no. You're not tricking me and trying to make me happy. No, I'm going to stay pissed off. 
No, that's when you, it's like when you argue with, with your partner, right? And they moan that you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't do this, don't do that. Fine. So you do it. Like, oh, you don't ever, you don't ever take out the rubbish. You don't ever put on laundry. All right, you take out the rubbish. You put on laundry. And she's like, no, 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 you don't do it. I'm going to do the laundry. So, but you moan that I don't do it. Yeah, but they, then they don't have anything to moan about. You see, so when people just act like that, I just go, do you know what? Go fuck yourself. I haven't got time for you. I literally haven't got time for you. These are the same people that will say, I'm stressed. Oh, I'm so stressed. But you don't want any stress release. You don't want any stress relief at all. But you just want to stay stressed out. I, I ain't got time for you. I haven't got time for you. And um, it is Mental Health Awareness Month as well. And uh, that's one of those... Uh, one of those things I always talk about is people use mental health, um, what's, what's the correct word? Is it disorders? Conditions? I don't know. I don't know what the right word is, but some people use those words. And um, like, for example, if someone's tired and then someone goes, oh, I've got OCD. Is it? No, you haven't. You're just tidy. That's it. That's it. There are real people with OCD, like can't leave their house without flicking the light switch 16 times. No, you just like pussing things in drawers. That's it. You like, that makes sense. You like having pairs of socks that are the same. Again, that isn't OCD. That isn't, you just know how to match things. You're like, oh God, I've come to your desk and it's so messy. My OCD is kicking in. It's like, nah, fuck off. If your OCD was kicking in, you'd reply to my fucking email. No, you haven't got OCD. No, you wouldn't be able to leave work without replying. You'd be at work on time. But you've got OCD. Shut up. No, you haven't. So people say, oh, I'm a nymphomaniac. You're not. You're just horny. You just like fucking. That doesn't make you a nymphomaniac. A nymphomaniac is someone who'd be like at their dying parent's bedside and then kind of make eye contact with a nurse and be like, um... Mum, before I say bye, uh, just I just need to shoot off somewhere. I just be like bagging, bagging in the supplies cupboard, <laughs> just knocking pills off the shelf. That that's that is a sex addict, yeah. That's a nymphomaniac. You just being with your partner and having sex in the night, and then waking up at four a.m. but then wanted sex, and then waking up in the morning and wanted sex. You're just horny. That's it. That's it. So unless you're banging on top of a coffin at a funeral, yeah, you're not. You're not a sex addict. Like there's real sex addicts having sex with people they're not even attracted to, just because they just like the feel of sex. That's a sex addict. Yeah. Like people who say they're depressed. There's real depression out there where you can't get yourself above a certain level. You can't think of anything good or positive happening in the world that's everything's your fault you can't fix it that's depression yeah that's depressed not oh i've missed an episode of this program oh so no you're not you're not okay let's see this is people weird and to show you what how is people weird bagel gate uh it's early in the week it was so i watched it i think monday my friend sent me the video and Oh, man, if you haven't seen it, you need to go find it. Bagelgate, it's on, you type into Twitter, you'll find the videos. It's a train going out of London uh, through Hertfordshire. 
and he's, he's they put Keith <laughs> on there's a guy sat there and there's two women behind him Keith putting a bagel on his head and the whole carriage sings in unison um He's got a bagel on his head. 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 And it's the whole carriage is singing at this guy. He's got a bagel on his head. He takes it off. He throws it out the window. These women are just pulling out bagels from everywhere. I don't know how many bagels they have. And it just goes nuts. These two other women are fighting for no reason. It just reminds, so many people have done a commentary on it. Um, There's a really good commentary on vice.com, which I don't want to sound like I'm plagiarising. I shared a lot of the views before I read that. It did remind me of being in class at school. He uses um, a school bus in his article, which I didn't have a school bus. So, but he, he described it brilliantly. And the best bit is when the guy loses it. And he is the, he's that kid in school who you just pick on. And you just wind up. But they're kind of, they're not unpopular. They're popular enough to be in the fold. They get invited to things, get invited to parties, get invited to, you know, play it out after school and stuff. But they are the guy that if the ball goes over the fence, they're going to get it. Even if they didn't kick it, it's like, no, mate, fuck off. Just go get the ball. Go get the ball. He's that guy. You know, oh, we need stuff from the shop. Go get it. Why well, don't have any money? Yeah, just just get it. So he's, he's, he's a part of the group, but not. This is bagel guy. Bagel boy, he gets the bagel put in his head. He loses. He starts throwing the bagels out the window, and that's when he becomes prey. He just becomes a bully target, and it's so funny when the police come onto the onto the carriage and it goes silent. It's just like a teacher returning to the classroom. Oh, it is. It is funny. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. If you grew up in in England, um, this will remind you of school. I can't say what it's like for anyone else who grew up in a different school, but I know for a fact if you went to school in England, it will just make you go back. I'm not sure. Some of you might have trauma because you might go back and realise you were a bagel boy. You were a bagel boy when you was at school. I, I was the guy who would have been starting to sing it. So I'm not really in trouble, but I am fully involved. Like if the teacher came, they were like they wouldn't care about who started the song. They would care about the two girls who put the bagels on the head, the guy who had the bagel on his head, and the two other girls who were just fighting separately. Those are the ones who are going to be getting in trouble. Oh, and the guy filming it. That's it. Well, yeah, it was brilliant. But um, what else? As uh, oh, nothing I watched this week. Flipping little big shots. Anyone watch that? It. I'm going to continue watching it. So I can be angry, like the <laughs> like the guys who comment on videos on YouTube or things they fundamentally disagree with. Like they, that, exactly what I did. I watched this show. Um, if you haven't seen it, they had an American version of Steve Harvey presenting. It's like the world's most talented kids, right? That's what it meant to be. The world's most talented kids. Now, granted, there was a kid who was talented, right? There, he um, he was like Shaolin monk kids um and he was amazing he was actually amazing like the flips and kicks he was doing I thought right that's talent um but then there's like this hyperactive kid from Manchester who just he just came in the full Man City kit and just he just ran around and he just seemed like any kind of nine-year-old who was just really hyperactive and liked football 
and Dawn French went in goal for a penalty. I was like, what, what am I watching here? But he wasn't the worst kid. He was... <laughs> He, was, he wasn't the worst kid. There was other kids there. They some had talent. Some could play piano. They had talent. Some of them did have talent, um, except for the Manchester City kid. He he didn't have any talent. Um, there was this really there was this overweight kid from the Philippines. Uh, I think his name was Balang. Um, he 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 danced very camply to Beyonce. And. I was just thinking, <clears throat> how, to, how do I word this? I don't condone bullying, but I get it. <laughs> this this kid is, he he's such a target. He'd be such a target. Um, I mean, I don't know if back in the Philippines, it's different culture. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be arrogant. I'm looking at this for a very... Uh, ethnocentric lens in the sense of I'm, I live in Britain and I know that if there was an overweight kid boy dancing happily to Beyonce uh, they would get bullied in Harlow they a lot all the time they would have to they would have to stop dancing um, and even then that no the memory of it would would carry through until they moved to a new school um, that is what would happen uh, like I said, I'm not condoning it. I'm just breaking it down. That that is, that is what would happen. And what what it reminded me of was sitting through it. Um, was it reminded me when I, when I was at school. You know, you had like girls used to do like productions in assembly. Like to be like the teacher. Okay, guys, everyone be quiet. Pay attention. Uh, we've got two girls from year nine. They're going to do a dance uh, to S Club Seven. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, shit. Who is it? And it would just be the like, two girls. And it, it, you'd be sat there watching this, going, "What the fuck am I watching? Like, what is what is this?" And in your head, you think, right. I've decided I'm I'm going to bully them, and then the more you watch, it's like naturally I'm not this. They've bullied themselves. That that that's enough. I'm. I think it'd just be better if I just never talk to them again. That that would be the better thing to do. Now, by the way, I think I'm sounding like I was a bully at school. I wasn't. I I was too self-centered to be a bully. Um, I I I was way too self-centered. I didn't have enough time for anyone else. To bully them. I just played football, uh, be a smart ass in class, get kicked out for talking too much, come back in, do my work. That was my, I didn't have time to bully people. Um, I, I talked to everyone. That was my problem. If anything, if I disliked more people, I probably would have done better at school. But whoever you sat me next to, I would end up in a conversation with. So I, I wasn't a bully for the record. But back to Balang. Yeah, he was... Um, he, yeah, it's just... And that's it. And he had the translator, right? He had the translator. And it made me laugh because he was just... Like, he was just weird looking. Like, his dress sense as well. And the translator was a girl who's probably the same age as him. Like, I don't know how old he was. Again, when you're, like, under the age of 12, you can be any age of... 7 to 12, I won't know how old you are. <clears throat> he was between that age. Moron age. Dictionary definition of moron. 8 to 12. Right. 
we have that mental capacity of that. Anyway, he was there on stage, um, on the sofa in his weird thing, and he had the translator next to him. He was the same age as him, but it was like they dressed her in this weird kind of lady suit, like to really show the contrast and the seriousness of her role as a translator for this eccentric place. <laughs> it was just all so weird. So, so weird to watch. Um, I posted a video of it on YouTube. On, uh, on Instagram. It's just so hard to watch. I'm thinking, why is this kid being exploited? Like, he's getting all this fame now. But I doubt he'll make it to 19. Like, he... How is he going to... How is he going to end up working in the bank when he's, like, 20? And then that video comes... He doesn't even come to surface. That's the thing. All the embarrassing stuff you did as a kid at my age, it just disappeared. It's as if people can remember it. If no one brings it up, it's forgotten. But now everything is online. So when he applies, people are like, Balang, that name sounds... Where, where do I know that name from? And he's type it into YouTube and he just got him dancing to single ladies. He's like, Dude, that is going to follow you around forever and no one's going to be interested. Like, the last fat Asian guy, what's his name? Psy. Gangnam style. Where's he gone? And that song was catchy. Now he's nowhere. Well, he might be somewhere. He might be in Korea. I'm actually having a great, a great life. But <laughs> I don't know him anymore. I haven't seen anything from him. I just don't think there's much longevity in that. And also, um, the Oscars. I said I'll talk about the Oscars. Did I watch it? No. Do I have an opinion? Yeah, like I said I would. Hey, la la lad, fuck up. Do what? Do what made me laugh about that the most was that when t- so when they messed up, two of the guys did their reads, did their shout outs, and the one guy did his shout out, and then halfway through goes, oh, um, we didn't win by the way. Like so he knew, he knew while he was doing while he was doing his speech. Like they had it won, but he's like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm, I'm here now. I might just do a speech. Like they won six awards, so it's like the arrogance of did he not do that? Why did he not do that speech when he won one of the other awards? I think like if that was me, I'd be like, as soon as we get that first award, first award, even if for even if it's for something like best sound, and I don't care if I'm nominated for best picture. I'm as soon as I get that first one, I'm getting my speeches, my shout outs there and then. And that's it. It's in the bag. It's in the bag. But no, they waited arrogantly. Think we have, we'll win best picture. And that's when I'll do my speech. And then it got to that moment where it's going to be taken away. He's like, ah, shit. You know, when you promise to shout out someone and you don't do it. That that's I think that's what happened. He's like, shit, I didn't shout out my wife. Oh, he didn't win, but I better get this out because she is going to kick my ass. That's what I felt. And yeah, it kind of ruined it for for Moonlight. Uh, winning, but hey, they did win. They did win. And the PwC accountants, they they got kicked off. They was their fault. See, this shows you how useless accountants are when they don't have Excel. <laughs> like if you if you ask accountants to do something practical, they'll fuck up. But if you give them give them Excel spreadsheet or some raw data, they'll analyze the shit out of that. Pick the right envelope. Oh, damn. This is kind of confusing. You gave me two envelopes there. 
don't know which one, but hey, I can work out the percentage chance of me giving you the right envelope, but oof, actually doing it, not sure, not sure. But ah, uh, oh yeah, but yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, I'm gonna wrap up soon. I just wanted to mention one thing though. I was uh, I gigged quite a lot this week, and comedy wise, I emceed a gig lot uh, yesterday. MC the gig in the day, performed in the gig in the in the evening. Uh, both were amazingly fun. But one uh, <laughs> one of the acts came up to me before, before in one in the breaks, and he said, uh, "Yeah, look, um, when you introduce me, could you like just like play it down?" I was like, "Okay, I was, I was literally just gonna say like your name, uh, welcome to the stage." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah," but like don't start saying like he's a legend. Uh, you know, everyone knows him, he's really funny, he's the man. Da, da, da. I was like, uh, mate, I literally wasn't gonna say any of that because that didn't cross my mind. <laughs> like, I don't I don't think that. So he's like, Oh yeah, no, no, but just say it. Just don't call me a legend. Like just don't just don't introduce me as a legend. I was like, mate, you're pretty safe with that. Uh, I'm not going to call I wasn't I don't I don't think you are. Um it was but it didn't get awkward because he just had such a lack of awareness of what's happening in the conversation. And I'm realising the more comedians I talk to, the more self-centred I realise we all are. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And then, oh, as guys, all right, to wrap it up, Raphael. After, after, after this uh, gig, we went to a few, most of us went to this coffee shop. And it was so funny that... This woman was sat on an armchair and there was, uh, there was a sofa next to her. And we said, oh, is anyone sat there? She said, yeah, yeah, the sofa. Um, I'm saving that for my friends. But these these other seats you can have. It was like, fine. There was only four of us there when we asked that question. So we were all going off all the coffee. And as we sit down, there's one of us, two of us, three, four of us, we all sit down. And then another group of three come and sit down with us. And then another two. And you can see her face getting more contorted each time another person sat down. And then she goes, oh, I look, I didn't know all of you were going to be sat here. I was saving this for my friend. It was like, no one sat on the sofa that you said you just wanted the sofa. Like, do, do you know what? Just take it. Just take the table. I can't believe this. And she walks out. She actually walks over to, to the coffee shop. Her friend comes with the coffees. And she's like, no, we're leaving. She was so angry. It's just the sense of entitlement of this woman. Uh, it just, it, well, that wasn't even funny. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't even funny. Um, I don't have to end on anything funny. Why? Because this is free and it, it's just me talking. So, hey, it's done. That's the podcast. Um, yeah, everyone have a good week. Join me next week. I'll be rambling, chatting shit again. Um, just, yeah, having a brain dump. Hey, well, my voice is broke there. Maybe I should stop drinking. Hey, see you later.